Welcome to the PJ Party Podcast. We're back. Whoa. Holy, it's been weeks. Um, I just want to say, Jen, did you notice that uh, if you looked at the numbers, we had a nice little pop last week. So uh, thank you so much for listening and for telling your friends and spreading the word about thing. That's pretty much all we have. And we saw it. Saw it last week. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah I didn't look at the numbers, yeah. but thank you for listening. <laughs> They're about um, to go skyrocketed now. That's Jason, by the way. We didn't introduce him yet. He talked. Look how much louder I am. (laughs) Jason Lamb is here. Um, Jason, I wanted to bring you in because uh, you and I, we just got back from the Punk Rock Bowling Music Festival in Las Vegas. Yes. Um, That's where I was last week. That's why we didn't do a podcast. Uh, And actually, on the last pod, it's so interesting. I talked to Jenny about how I was kind of excited to maybe get the opportunity to see No Effects. Right. And I didn't go. I decided not to, not spend the money, and I just drank whiskey across the street. I smoked a cigar and drank whiskey and listened from across the street. Okay. But then NoFX said some things that actually got them in some hot water and all around in the news. And now here you are wearing the NoFX shirt that you bought there. Okay. So you are all good with what they said? Well, no, not necessarily all good with what they said. Now, don't say that. So yeah, Caleb and I were in there uh, in the festival there uh-huh. when NoFX played. They didn't. They had an awesome set, by the way. You know, aside from what they said. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm wearing the T-shirt because it cost me twenty-five dollars U.S. and I'm not. What am I going to just throw it away now? I got to wear it. It's a cool, cool shirt, shirt too. Yeah, that's cool. It's Punk and Drublick, and it's yeah. got like a mohawked uh, crazy guy on it. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, what do you want? My opinion on what what he said? What did well, he say? Okay, he's, what, okay. So. They go on stage and they start started cracking wise about the horrible shooting that happened in Las Vegas. Yeah. And start saying that, uh, I guess you had to play country music to get shot in this town. And at least it was only country fans who got shot. And not punk rockers. Yeah. 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 Awful thing to say. And when he said it at the time, I mean, the whole crowd kind of went, whoa. Uh, and yes, absolutely 100% terrible thing to say. Mm-hmm. Cross the line, tasteless, mm-hmm. really insensitive. I mean, there were literally security guards at that festival that were at the festival when the shooting hit. Is that so? Oh, of course. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, okay. Not that this excuses it, but a couple things. First of all, NoFX is known for saying stuff like this, pushing buttons, saying controversial stuff. They're a bunch of drug addicts and alcoholics, and Mm -hmm. they're proud of it, and and that's kind of their thing. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's excusable. Uh, They did apologize, as did the festival. Um, They got pulled off of uh, another string of festivals that are supposed to be happening this summer. Um, you know, I think, I think that's enough. I think that, I think that that's probably they've, they've been punished enough, and that is, that is probably the end of it. Mm. I don't think they're going to be – I think they're going to be fine. I don't think they're going to really be too affected by this in the long run. Really? Yeah. But let me say this, and, 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 and I said this online, and I stand by it a little bit. What is more offensive – a punk rocker saying an ill-timed, awful thing on stage or not changing one single law to prevent that kind of tragedy from happening again in the future. Let's look at the bigger picture here. Do you think there was any here. amount of that? Do you think there was any amount of social commentary behind these jokes? Or, no, probably not. Right? They were probably yeah. just trying to be funny and, and get a rise out of the audience. I don't think there really was probably any thought put into it whatsoever, yeah. which was the problem, you know. Um, but that's looking back point, at it, yeah. looking at the big picture, that's really what it comes down to, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're living in this world now where saying something, tweeting something is more powerful and more, um, uh, controversial than 
actually doing something. Well, it's very interesting. Actually, I was going to talk to Jen about this this week on the show, but then I couldn't say um, cunt on the radio. But, uh, you know, Samantha Bee caught yeah. so much shit this week for yeah. saying cunt and calling Ivanka Trump a cunt. And she yeah. probably shouldn't have said that for yeah. sure. But what is exactly the same point? What's more offensive, the word cunt yeah. or the horrific immigration policies right. that her father is doing? Yeah. And what are we spilling more ink over? Yeah. And what are we sp- spending more breath on? Yeah. Yeah, right? what, what, what are we torching our pitchforks with more is, is, is ridiculous. She also said feckless, which uh, 99% of the people that were offended by what she said don't even know what that word means. I like feckless. I drop a feckless now. What's feckless now mean? It's kind of how to use it in a sentence, like feckless cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason, thanks for coming in here. I had just one final question about the No Effect show. Yeah. You said that the crowd went, ooh, but yes. there was, was there a few people who maybe were too drunk or confused or didn't know or getting caught up in the spirit of it and kind of did one of these like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe there was a bit of that. There was, yeah, there, eh? there was definitely that kind of feeling, yeah. Oh, jeez. I mean, and, and the, th- the other thing too is at the time, it was just really kind of a throwaway line kind of thing, bantering between songs. It wasn't, didn't seem like this earth-shattering, uh, uh, awful thing at the time. Right. Do you know what I mean? But if, so, of course, somebody grabbed it on their cell phone camera, and it became what it is now. Right. Now, I, you know, again, awful thing to say. Shouldn't have said it. They apologized. Let's move on. All right. Wrap it up, because you're not paying for the bandwidth here. Uh, <laughs> thanks for uh, being on the uh, pod, Jason. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for having me. This is my Had... debut. Can I come back again? No. Okay. <laughs> Had such a good time with you in Vegas, though, really, and missed uh, you, Jenny, very much, and so happy that we're back with a big, long pod. And also, Jason, you make another appearance in this podcast. Oh, a very yeah? special phone call is made oh, to Vegas, your hotel room, <laughs> where we was, get to hear your Vegas voice. Oh, lovely. Yay! Yay. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Jason Lamb is on holidays, and uh, thank you, Jenny West, for coming in this morning to fill in. No worries. Uh, you're actually missing your cohort as well from the afternoon show. because right. uh, He also, Paul Plastino, is down in Las Vegas, and uh, one of our writers, Caleb Kirby, uh, rounded out the three amigos. Oh, man. Motley crew. <laughs> Brutal. I'm so glad I'm not there. I got to tell you, I you know, those guys, they, they go out often. They're like, hey, man, you should come out with us. I'm like, I'm not coming. Yeah, this is even here in Victoria. I do not want to be seen in public with you no. people. It stresses me out. Oh man! Well, we 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 should really check in. So we've tracked down their room number. They're at the Golden Nugget on Fremont, Old Vegas. We'll see what's up. Good morning, Golden Nugget, Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, we've already gotten the professional greeting there, you animal. <laughs> What's going on, Lambo? Good morning, man. Oh my god. Yeah, you sound haggard. Oh uh, man, I've lost my voice two different times this weekend. Uh Jenny and I were just discussing what I think is the most potentially disturbing thing about you, Paul, and Kirby all down in Las Vegas together, and that is the current smell of your room because oh. the three of you deplorable animals now what four nights in the desert i can only imagine dank isn't the right word no. hot garbage isn't the right phrasing no. it just it smells horrible in there doesn't it well let me just first of all say that current smell is my favorite local band okay <laughs> <laughs> um it's not pretty in here man this room is is like it's like a bomb went off in here man it's not good it smells paul right now paul come say hi 
Paul's lying on my bed. He took over my bed this morning. He's been on the floor the whole time, though. He's been like the covert guest. Yeah, it's not. It's not good, man. It's not a good. It's not a good scene. Jenny, why don't you read the text message that Paul sent to you last night? Yeah, is Paul oh, there? Je- yeah, yeah, you know, Je- Paul. Jenny's here. Say hi to Jenny for God's sake. Hang on, I'm gonna pass you all over to Paul. Jen, Jen. Morning, sunshine. Hi. How are you feeling? I'm sleepy. You're sleepy. Yeah, you have a good. You didn't have a good sleep. This is exactly our relationships. Paul and Jenny, hi, sweetheart, hi. Oh, you sleepy? Yeah. Jason and I are like, hey, you stank animal. What's going on over there? <laughs> you okay? Did you smoke a lot of cigars? Yeah, I had a lot of cigars. Hi, Dylan. Hey, big boy. We yeah. got a, Jenny was sharing me your uh, text message last night. Do you remember texting her? What did I say? You. It was very nice. You said, hey, I'm super, super drunk. So telly... Gee, everyone who I love, that I love them. Dot, 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 dot. Love you. <laughs> just felt appreciative of my best radio chum. That's all. Aww, that's so nice. Thank just you. Dylan, come on now. All right, all right. And there's a... What the f*** is that? Hang on. <laughs> Turn that off, Caleb. Jesus. Okay. Dylan, man, you wouldn't believe... Your cohort here, he's in his element. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I can only imagine, man. I mean, I I, I do believe one day I will muster up the courage to go down there. It's just, it's not my fate right now. I had to take a day off from it all, right? So I rented this beautiful convertible and drove out to the Hoover Dam. Yes, how was that? It was insane. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is, we're all just trying to respect each other's choices here. So here's, you know, I had a fun time. Hoover Dam, this incredible testament to, you know, humans' ingenuity and our dominion over nature. And then I drove historic Route 66, you know, iconic road out all the way to the Grand Canyon, which, you know, as you can imagine, is like staring across the pupil of God himself, right? Just the most incredible, breathtaking, natural thing of all time. But Jason, Jason, I think, had a better time because, you know, he got to catch Svetlana and the stretch marks and then <laughs> chat with Pudgy Jake from the Blood Clot. So I think, you know, it's, it's pretty even. It's pretty even. Start the show off with a classic from Against Me called Thrash Unreal. Who we were down at the uh, punk rock bowling festival that I went to in Las Vegas, Jenny. Yes, and yeah. you're back in one piece. Made it back in one piece. And your Had... voice doesn't sound too bad either. It's not that bad, right? Yeah. Yeah, Lambo's voice. He'll be back next week to the morning zone, but um, yeah, he'll his voice is in rough shape. Okay. I hope that it's still that bad when he gets back next week because yeah. I love listening to someone's really festival ravaged voice don't you yeah i think it adds some character i like it yeah Mm -hmm. Um, but he was doing a lot of yelling and a lot of um activities so um (laughs) i won't go on and on it was a great trip and everything we had a really fun time and Mm -hmm. uh it was fun to watch like jason was posting pictures and stuff and zoners were reaching out and wondering how we were doing and all that and we had a fantastic time yes i rented a convertible the second we got there nice we just cruised around i did my own adventures which i'll talk about a little later um, we stayed in the place, Jenny, that has a... I was telling you, it's, like, it's crazy. It's like there's in the middle of the pool outside, there's this massive, like, one-and-a-half-story tall saltwater pool that's full of tuna and sharks. And then the water slide goes down through the... It's like a clear water slide and it goes through the shark tank. It's just such a weird idea thinking about sharks being in the middle of a desert. Yes. Right? Yes. 
Like, why are they there? It's That's, an affront to nature. Yeah. It is. We were seeing, we were like sitting there, you know, on day three, it seems all pretty normal. But then you have that moment where you're like, this shouldn't be here. It doesn't make any sense at all. It shouldn't be a swimming pool. We shouldn't be sliding through this. <laughs> <laughs> but so I know the whole, the whole thing is unnatural. And um, Vegas is a slog, man. You've never been, right? I've never been. And I don't feel like I ever want to. It's an assault on your senses. Okay. Like I, the first thing we did when we got home, we landed. Jason was waiting for his baggage. Kirby and I, who we were traveling with, we just went out outside at the airport and we're just like, just oh, just get that, that fresh oxygen, air that's been through a tree recently <laughs> and isn't in the middle of the desert and isn't smoky and stale and horrible and oh. repurposed oxygen. Oh. When you get back to BC from most places, but certainly Las Vegas, you'll know this if you travel anywhere. Yeah. It's just, it's unbelievable that how f- more fresh the air is here. I feel like Vegas would smell like a teenager's bedroom. If the teenager was allowed to smoke for the last 50 years. Like a bad boy teenager, you know, <laughs> a rebellious teen. Jen, uh, you had in your sports there about you know, the uh, Stanley Cup final in Washington Capitals and the Vegas Golden Knights. Yes, I wanted to ask you about that because you were there for game one, right? Yeah, we were, were there in, in Las Vegas. Vegas. And so uh, Kirby, who does um, color commentary for the Royals sometimes, mm-hmm. him and I went on a mission from old Vegas where we were staying down to the strip where the arena is. Mm-hmm. And um, we just wanted to like be a part. We knew we would never get in the rink. We talked to some people who were had bought tickets. 1300 bucks for the nosebleeds. Yeah, right. Four grand for the bowl. Oh. Okay. So we're like, yeah, it's fine. We'll watch from outside. It's cool. And it was a really cool scene. It was a really fun atmosphere. There's like outside on the arena itself. They had this massive projected screen where you could just stand outside the arena and watch the game there. That's just as good. It was really cool. Yeah, right? like thousands of people mealing about there. But we were a little bit further up, kind of outside of the New York, New York Hotel Casino. They had outside of there, there's, you know, there's like a couple of restaurants, like a brew house and a Shake Shack and all that. And they had these uh, tables and chairs set up outside mm-hmm. with, you know, like big screen TVs and big like a PPA systems everywhere and just put the game on. Oh, cool. And so we kind of hunkered down, found a spot there to watch the game, but... And it, again, it was a very cool atmosphere. Interesting thing about watching hockey with that crowd, you know, is like, and it's the first time anyone from Vegas has ever seen a hockey game before. Yeah. Is number one, we were noticing, and Caleb especially, like Caleb knows hockey, right? Yeah. Caleb was noticing the crowd would uh, cheer about things that real hockey fans wouldn't cheer about. Aw, that's nice and refreshing, <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Like the puck would just go down near the the <laughs> Capitals net. Like there was no chance of it ever going in the net at all. But everyone would be like, oh! Wow, Zer, they did a real hawk there. That was a real hockey hawk, that one. Did you see that guy leap over the bench when he went on the ice? That was a good jump. <laughs> totally. So there was a little of that. And then, too... People were getting all aggro about the chairs. There was only so many chairs, right? Oh, yeah. So we saw, like, actual fights in the crowd, no. people fighting over chairs. And we were talking to this older guy from Idaho mm-hmm. who, like, all his kids grew up playing hockey and everything, and he's looking at us and we're chatting with him, and he's just like, these new Vegas hockey fans are going to tear each other apart. Oh, no. <laughs> like, they don't know oh, anything no. about and this is just game one. Like, yeah. what if it gets to game seven? Yeah. They were going nuts. But uh, my the favorite part of my trip was that I uh, drove... In a beautiful, bright white convertible out first to the Hoover Dam and then onto the Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. It was so awesome. Oh, and I thought of you after I stopped being scared because I thought you would like this scary. Like, I thought a ghost was getting me on the road, okay? Amazing. Okay, Okay, so here's what happened. You're at the Grand Canyon. 
you have to see it at sunset. That's the deal, right? Mm. So I'm there at the Grand Canyon. I watch the sunset. Wow, it's beautiful. Tears in my eyes. A uh, bunch of tourists annoying me. So I'm like, okay, now it's time to drive back to Las Vegas because I don't have a hotel or nothing for the night. So I'm going to drive all the way back to Las Vegas. It's like a five-hour drive. Oh. In the dark, at night. And I also refuse to put the top up on the convertible. Okay. So I'm driving along. I've got all the GPS and everything, all the navigation system in the car working, right? It's a brand new car with the nav system right in there. And but you know when you're on like a GPS and sometimes roads are a little bit, you know, it's like they're doing road work or things are a little bit different or sometimes the satellites don't link up quite properly. So like you jump from hmm. the road you're on to like a different nearby road hmm. on the nav system, you know? Hmm. Like you think you're still on the I-40, but like the nav system thinks you're somewhere else. So it's nighttime. It's already a little bit scary. You know, you're out in the desert. You don't know where you are. It's Arizona. It's small towns. Yeah. I've already had a few run-ins with, like, locals that said weird things. Oh. During the day, even. You know? There's... It's scary. There's guns everywhere. Every gas station you pull into. One time I went to the trading post, there's just, like, huge machine guns behind the counter. Yeah. Seriously, I'm like, can I get an Advil, please? The one that's right next to the... Smith and Weston. Oh my gosh! And then, the, but machine guns, like yeah, AR-15s and stuff too. That didn't. What? What made you think of me? Okay, so here's what I thought of you. The nav system would always be like, you know, in this many miles, turn this on this road, right? It's always like a bunch of information on the like next thing to do thing on the dashboard. Okay. But at a certain point, I see on the dash on the map, the car jumping around a little bit. Something weird is going on. Mm. I may have missed a turn. I'm on the highway still. Yeah. I look down at the instructions, and it just says, devil dog. What? Yeah. That's what I said. What? I was like, what? And I, like, got chills. Just said, devil dog. What did that mean? And I was like, what is that? Ah. And where am I? And, like, I'm driving. I'm driving fast. I'm like... It's dark. I'm freezing cold, but I'm, it's like the desert. What? It just said devil dog. What? Where? I don't know. Was a Zool monster going to jump out of the sky? Yeah. Like, was this like my only warning before one second later I was oh going to be ripped to shreds by a demon dog? <gasps> Crazy. So I guess what happened was something weird with the satellites. The nav jumped me onto a road that was evidently called devil dog okay. in Arizona. I Why don't know. Why would it be called that? I don't know. Some little offshoot road called Devil Dog, but that's all it said. Oh Not my. like turn right, turn around on Devil Dog, nothing. Just Devil Dog. Devil Dog. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying, Paul. The car got haunted for a second. Well, so thank you for thinking of me. I that's it'd very be. nice. <laughs> Today on the Afternoon Zone, what? oh, hey, it's Word Bird. Ah! Word Bird, send the word of the day on down. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Today's word is tariffs. Tariffs. As in, in a stunning move from Donald Trump's administration, Canada's exemption from steel and aluminum tariffs will be revoked today. Yes, I have been seeing this word a lot lately, word burden. What's that? You've got another word. All right, drop it down. Let's see. Countermeasures. Right, as in Canada responds to U.S. steel and aluminum tariffs with countermeasures, the first shots fired in an unexpected trade war. Word bird. Ah! 
Thank you, bud. That's enough words for today. Holy smokes. Even the word bird is a bummer these days. Also, I don't know where Jenny is, so I'll read the news or I don't know. The Afternoon Zone with Paul Plastino and Jenny West. Hello? Genevieve Westworld, Cooney Island, Corndog, Plastino. <laughs> I don't have your last name, Paul. <laughs> Where in my butt are you? Well, Paul, I'm going on a houseboat. It's as simple as that. We're all going on a houseboat? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm with me. I'm going to go on a houseboat. I'm on my way to Scout Lake, and I'm just going to sit in a hot tub on a boat for the weekend. Okay. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so I told Bossman that I was going to do that, and uh, I was going to leave an hour early, and then he was like, take the day off, girl. So that's what I'm doing, Paul. He gave you the day off to go and sit on a houseboat. That's what he did. He's a very nice boss. Must be nice. Wouldn't it be nice if you could do that too? Must be nice. (laughs) You could have asked to go on your own houseboat too, Paul. When I was growing up, we were lucky to have a house or a boat. And now we got so many of them, we're cramming them together and sitting in hot tubs on the roof. We are leave this world behind, Jenny West. Unbelievable. Yeah. Where'd you get the extra day off from? Um... I, I don't know. Maybe they moved some things around. Maybe it's, it's your vacation day. I would not put it past. All right. Well, actually, I'm very happy for you, and I was oh, uh, pushing for you to take as much time off as you needed for today. to Because, right. I mean, I don't want you to sit in Malahat <laughs> traffic on a Friday. Thanks, Paul. Right. And thanks for taking over the show. You're going to do a hell of a job. Oh, thanks. We'll see about that. And uh, miss yeah. the boat launch and everything. Okay. Well, yeah. um, yes, drive safe. Make uh, reasonably good choices. Okay. I can do that. All right. And uh, get back All safe right. Monday, okay? Okay. I'll see you Monday, hopefully. Great. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Goodbye. Bye, Paul. Both went up island this weekend. That's right. You were up at Sprout Lake? Sprout Lake. Yeah. I want to hear more about that later. For sure. Big houseboat adventure that you ducked out early on Friday for. Mm-hmm. Proud of you for that. Thank Good you. shenanigans. Um, I went up uh, to see some buds up in Lanceville, and uh, my one buddy has a, a place there now and had a big uh, housewarming, and uh, he's got kids and big fire pit and everything. It was really great, right? Big kegger he had for, like, a family kegger. Oh, nice. Um, this thing happens that I was uh, noticing and loving is that uh, the one of the kids, he's got three kids, and they're all really great and well-behaved and everything, but this one, the oldest boy, who I don't know, is maybe like seven or eight years old, but he kept like putting things on the fire and, mm. and being like, let's see what happens, everyone. <laughs> like he would go into the bag of Munchie Mix and be like, okay, a pretzel. What do you think's going to happen? And of course, what happens when you put a pretzel on the fire is it catches on fire and then turns to ash. Yeah. Nothing else. Um, but it reminded me of that feeling when you're a kid, you like, you think if you put, like every other thing you put on the campfire, pretzel, Cheeto, like every other thing is just going to 
turn a bright color and start shooting fireworks off everywhere. Yes. Everything is magic when you put it in a fire, right? That's so true. Yeah, I had that same sort of memory as a kid. But also, I went to Tofino just the other weekend and I did the exact same thing that that kid did. I put a whole bunch of pretzels from a munchie bag on a stick (laughs) and roasted them for my friends. (laughs) I was like, hee hee, I got a hot pretzel. (laughs) Look at me, I'm better than you. Uh, But also what we did was we put gummy bears in the fire and I got the reaction that I wanted. Which was? Gummy bears, they expand to a crazy amount. They get huge, and then they turn into what looks like lava. What? It is so cool. Molten gummy bears? Yeah, molten gummy bears. So we had a whole bunch of like bright colored like molten lava at the bottom of the pit, which was pretty cool. That's sweet. Yeah. That is, that's a great thing to do with all the bad gummy bear colors. <laughs> Green. No, that's good. Yellow. That's good too. Get rid. That's all. They're all good. It was an accidental one at first, and then it turned into a fun thing. What thing? I want to say dumb thing. <laughs> did you believe as a child? What did you assume was going to happen? Or like a classic example is quicksand. As a child, you just think that quicksand is going to be really a factor in your life mm. all the time. You're going to be constantly battling quicksand. Right. What dumb thing did you believe as a child that turned out to be completely disappointing? Like a pretzel on the fire. <laughs> when I was a kid, I slept with like a mag light because I was sure people were going to rob us at all times. <laughs> I don't know why. Like... I don't know where we get these things. Think we can point fingers at Home Alone. Yeah, that's our theory on this. Yeah. You know what? I've never seen that movie, though. What? what? You're still know. afraid of burglars. That brought so much know. fear into my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny, though. It's like when you are a kid, you are bombarded, though, even outside of Home Alone, with the image of like, you know, it's like a spooky guy in a trench coat and a hat and a mask, and he's sneaking totally. into your house all the time. If I had to time. point fingers at anything, though, it'd be 101 Dalmatian. Right. Yeah. Of course. Though. Yeah. Those two guys. They're like the classic burglary people. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I still think uh, home invasion is still probably one of the most terrifying things. Like I sleep with a wooden katana by my bed on the like you do one in a quadrillion chance that burglars are coming after my iPad, my like ten year old (laughs) iPad. (laughs) So I get it as well. But uh, it's the legit fear. I used to think that. The actors were inside the TV, like when TVs were actually big square boxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you think? They were miniature people? Well, I was a kid, so I just, I wasn't exactly sure how the TV worked. So I assumed that the actors were just inside the TV. Yeah, I used to think the same thing. Like the news would come on and I'm like, man, I don't know how they do that. Like, how do they get in there? Inside. Or are they normal size and they're using mirrors? Like, how does this work? I could see, like, Muppets. I could see watching a Muppet show and being like, oh, yeah. this is going on right behind this little thing of glass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I had no rhyme and reason to it. It was just, it was a solid belief for probably, I don't know, one or two years of my life. That's what we have to do as a kid, you know, just kind of connect the dots, right? And that's how we did it as kids. Yeah. Just thinking that yeah. people were inside of TVs. Yeah, don't ask questions, just belief. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my dumb kid belief is that maxi pads went on sticky side up. Oh, no. Now, oh, yeah. Save your daughters. Yeah. <laughs> did you just assume that it just stuck to you? Yeah. That's just, what I assumed. Oh, right. my gosh. How long did it take for you to find out the real way you're supposed to put in a maxi pad? I hope it's not a well, trial and error situation. It, it, it was trial and error. That's <laughs> when I lost my first pubic hair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everyone just assumes you know how to do it. You gotta figure it out. 
Don't even email, get me started know? with tampons and how long it took me to figure oh that out. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, I, I live uh, just by the gorge, so right at the bottom of my street is a little, like, creek, and I thought that was the very bottom of our island. <laughs> the ferries were the very, very top of the island. It felt like such a long drive when I was a little kid. Like Schwartz Bay Ferry Terminal, that was the very northern tip. Of Vancouver Island, that's what I thought, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. So have you ventured past Schwartz Bay since that time? I have. I actually go up island every summer, and I realize the island's a lot bigger than that now. Just a little bit bigger. Yeah, Cape yeah. Scott's a little bit of a drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that one, man. That's really good. Thank you. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for texting in. All right. Have a good day. Take Bye. Care. Bye. Jen, hell of a weekend. You had you were on a houseboat. I was on a houseboat this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and like rushed to get here in time because we kind of got lost on the lake a little bit. We took the wrong turn. And if you know Sprout Lake, mm. it is massive. And yeah. there are so many different wings. So it's kind of hard to, to find the dock, but made it here in time. Okay. <laughs> One of the time. greatest things you can do on the island is going to houseboat on Sprout Lake. Yeah. I'm so glad we have that here because I grew up, like, every summer almost, I would get to go on a houseboat up in uh, Shushwat. Right. In the Okanagan, and that's so fun. But the, the, that it exists here on Vancouver Island makes me pretty happy. Well, it exists because of that houseboat place. Oh, really? Because all of the retired houseboats get sent to Sprout Lake. So we're kind of like where the houseboats go to die. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, relieves some pressure, too, when you're partying yeah. on a houseboat, right? Yeah. But, yeah. For sure. Because um, one time, the most recent time I went on a houseboat was for a bachelor party. And as you know, those things are bachelor party havens. There were so many bachelor parties and bachelorette parties out on there, on the lake this weekend. And that's like the high seas debauchery, right? Yeah. Like people, did, as bad behaved as you could be on a bachelor party <laughs> or a bachelorette, like yeah. in Las Vegas or out on the town or in a hotel room, where people just like think that they're pirates. And that goes to another level on a houseboat. Exactly. And then the bachelorette and bachelor parties collide yes. in the middle of the lake and they dock <laughs> each other's boats. And that is just mayhem. We just stayed far away from those. It's probably yeah. smart. We're just a group of friends that go every year. It's a tradition. So we're <laughs> nice and, you know, wholesome fun compared to that. I was uh, kind of reminded me of, though, because I wasn't in town either, but I would have liked to go down and see the largest cruise ship ever to dock in BC, the Norwegian Bliss, right. uh, docked in Victoria down at Ogden Point. And this thing was massive. That's one huge houseboat. <laughs> <laughs> and especially when you think about like one wrong maneuver, I just got so much respect to these captains, like one wrong maneuver and you're just, you take out all the whole breakwater. Oh yeah. Right? The entire thing. And I have, as a houseboat captain, made that wrong maneuver. Oh no. And crashed the houseboat. You have? Yeah. It's a, it's a rough feeling. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. They just right? kind of let yeah. everyone drive it, right? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah, you get like Lots a 20-minute, like, uh, all right, you just flip this switch and go easy, and then there's like, there's no one's got a boating license No, no. <laughs> you uh, tonight, and this is a really lovely and very relatable feeling, I think, is that you, for the first time in a few days, <laughs> are going to wash yourself. I'm going to have a shower. Yeah, it's been... <laughs> It's been a while. I was on a houseboat all weekend. So yeah. you're just like jumping in and out of the lake and you don't really think about showering until no. you're on land again. And Were you realize, even putting deodorant on? I, yeah, I think, you know, I was putting on deodorant, but that was kind of, you know, overcompensating for the fact that I hadn't showered in a long time. Sure. And just, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just very excited to clean myself. It's true. Anyway, it's only it's until much. you get back to civilization do you realize yeah. that you're gross. Yeah. But this is not acceptable. Um, I even even went to Lanceville. 
Yeah. And, you know, that's a municipality that has a mayor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not showering in Lanceville. No. Right? I don't <laughs> think I would shower in Nanaimo. It's <laughs> fair. So, uh, so, yeah. So I had a shower this morning, though, and it felt good to get the whole stink of the entire weekend. And, and like, I crashed in my buddy's place, and we just put tents up on the yard. And so, mm-hmm. like, it was, it felt like a little bit like camping. Right. A little bit, right? Yeah. But uh, same thing. Today's shower was felt so good. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Let me ask you this. Uh, I didn't uh, really go over this with you, but did the hot tub get super gross? Like Man, the- it is truly human soup. Yeah. And there's just... I don't know how much detail you want me to go into, but when you, yeah, spend a weekend in a hot tub with a whole bunch of people, um, you get, and you have to drain it at the end, right? That's part of the keep. There's, there's chunks. (laughs) There are chunks (laughs) at the bottom of the hot tub. (laughs) Like skin piles. No, stop. That's enough. I just think about that every time you go to a, you know, rec center or whatever. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. So I hope you have a good night. Fudgeroo. Thanks, Jenny. You're welcome. <laughs> how, many, how many people did you get into the hot there tub at a, one time? Well, there's 11 of us there. So you got them all probably in? Probably like, oh, close, like probably seven, eight. Oh, that's it? Yeah. See, it's a small hot tub, though. I've pride myself in getting 12 dudes, big okay. dudes, into the hot yeah. tub all at once. That's uh, that's the goal. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> so um, today, Jen, there was a big uh, announcement. At They made like an unreleased uh, all the new uh, things that the your computer and your phone and your watch are going to be able to do. Oh. Apple released their new uh, operating system and like all the fun new things that it does. Okay. So number one, you're going to get to uh, make a emoji of yourself. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Yes, that's what we needed. I needed that. I was wondering when it was going to happen. Yeah. Sounds mm-hmm. like Sims. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, okay, I'm into this. And if you've got an Apple Watch as well. And by the way, I'm seeing more and more Apple Watches all the time. In Las Vegas, every idiot had an Apple Watch with me. But uh, they're uh, doing, there's like a little walkie-talkie feature on there. So you're really going to f- do like a Dick Tracy and talk into your phone walkie-talkie style on your watch. Why are we doing that? Mm-hmm. Didn't we like move from the walkie-talkie and radio to like, you know, the pager to the cell phone and now we're going back in time again? I'm confused by it all. Jenny's got points. <laughs> Making some points. <laughs> Why do we need walkie-talkies? I don't know. I'm I mean, I love walkie-talkies. They're a lot of fun. Then there you Houston. go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Guess who's getting a watch for her birthday? Uh, just give me a walkie-talkie. It's cheaper. You know? Um, the other thing, though, that is nice for some people is that they uh, released today these because it's Pride Month. Mm-hmm. There's a special Pride uh, watch face with a rainbow on it, as well as a Pride watch band, which okay. actually looks quite nice. Sweet. Yeah, it's a little rainbow band there. Nice. Evidently, due to floodwaters, this is going to be a banner year for mosquitoes in British Columbia. And today on the Afternoon Zone, we're going to give you some helpful tips on how to get those skeeters away from you. Now, mosquitoes essentially vampires, so if you can find a wooden stake small enough and get them right in the heart, they will explode into dust like on Buffy. It's just science. Mosquitoes are also known to love blood, so a great tip is to give blood and then just keep on giving blood and maintain the smallest amount of blood possible in your body to continue living, but to get them skeeters away from you. Mm -hmm, That's right. 
You know citronella, candles and things like that? That's lemon scented, which mosquitoes don't really like. So it's a good idea before you leave the house every morning to squeeze a full lemon directly into your eyeballs. Make sure you get all your crevices, too. That's right. The tingling means it's working. And it's also well known that mosquitoes love country music. So as much as you love Red Solo Cup and all those other country jammers, just never play any country music. And that's a tip for life as well. Good one, Jenny. And actually, Jen, what I wanted to ask you about was, uh, <laughs> as I just got back from Las Vegas and tried my best to stay away from the gambling, I'm mm-hmm. not good at it. I don't know math. So yeah. hit on a soft 17. What? I don't know. Did you bust? <laughs> right? What does like, that mean? Yeah. What does I that mean? Know. Who knows? That's mm-hmm. why I didn't play any of the card games when I was there. I just did the slots. Oh, fun. I feel like you that would be where machines. I'm at. Yeah. Slots, yeah. So I stayed away from the gambling, but you're doing gambling of your own, right? Um, I'm going to, yeah. I've never gambled before. I've never even like been to a casino. Oh, wow. Um, But uh, I decided to put some money on uh, Bachelorette. (laughs) What? No way. (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, I think I saw an Instagram story of that, actually. Was it you? No, it wasn't me. Kristen James uh, from the Weekend Zone, she is into Bachelorette gambling, and she got me in, and uh, I got five bucks on it, man. Wow. Oh, yeah. The show. The show. And so I've, you, I watched Bachelorette because I have a weird. I think I I've, I think I figured it out. Mm. I really like horror movies, and I get the same feeling <laughs> as I do watching a horror movie with Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, <laughs> blah blah blah. I'm like terrified. Like the idea of a whole bunch of desperate people fighting for marriage is like a scary oh, it's, idea it's for intense. me. It's yeah, it's like pushing faces out of the way, and they're not even thinking about love. They're thinking about winning an engagement. And engagements right now, in my mind, is like one of my top fears. So, you know, like I, I get really into it. And I love horror movies for that exact same reason. You know, you kind of scare yourself. And uh, yeah, so I got five bucks on it. And I'm hoping uh, my three guys uh, win love. <laughs> you just open a win $10. Win love. It's such a strange concept, The Bachelor, but yeah. Oh, yeah that's interesting. Weird, I'm into it. And that's it. actually what you do is you just you pick three guys mm-hmm. and if they go all the way or yeah. they, one of them wins it all, then you stand to win money. Yes. Oh, all, like the pool of money. Yes. Ooh, cool. I think there's like 40 bucks or it's something like that I could win. Yeah. Cool. That's good. Yeah, right? That's, all right. Well, I'll cross my fingers for you. I hope you're Thank you. For you. Thank you. Census data has revealed that Fairfield and James Bay in Victoria have the highest concentration of singles. And today on the Afternoon Zone, now that you have this valuable information, we suggest you just throw your Tinder in the garbage and wander into the streets of these neighborhoods yelling, Date? Date? Other members of the Lonely Hearts Club band will simply flock to you. I think it'll work out really well, but please be careful of traffic and also those horse carriages in James Bay because chances are you will get trampled and we don't want you to die a sad, lonely life, okay? That's right. You'll have no one to plan your funeral. A new study has come out that said only two-thirds of Canadian pot users, like current users who like pot the way it is now Mm -hmm. or have always smoked it, um, say they'll switch to legal retailers once that becomes legal. Right. So they're just going to keep on calling their dude who they've always called or whatever, and they're not going to go start going down to the weed store that's illegal. Yeah. And that's interesting. That is interesting because it still leaves that one third who are not going to be using the legal facilities that will be 
um, available yeah. soon. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. And um, I wonder why, because the whole, you know, it's like, and this is, I'm really posing this question out to zoners right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get it. Maybe it's sensitive. We thought, like, should we post this on Facebook and ask people? But I don't know if people are going to want to be forthcoming with this information right. online. With their entire Facebook profile attached to it. Right. Yeah. But if you are one of these third of Canadians who like to smoke pot and are not going to bother with the legal stuff, why? What's the deal? What about the illegal buying process that you have now mm -hmm. or the dealer or whatever it is? Do you like so much that you're going to hang on to it? And I was thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And thinking in that brain set, um, or that mindset, I guess you could say, um, thinking about like the delivery aspect. You know, the person comes to your door right. and you end up playing video games with them for a little while. Maybe there's something <laughs> special in that experience that you really love that maybe we won't get when it's legal. Well, and it's interesting too, because there's a bunch of stories going around today saying that the delivery services, they're being called the cockroaches of the marijuana legalization Whoa. because- they're not going to operate under the strict legal guidelines that stores will have to. Right. And like, how are we all supposed to crack down on a dude on a bicycle with a backpack full of weed and a cell phone, right, who's operating at the fringe of the law? Right. That Finding a loophole not. of some sort. Yeah. yeah. And who's going to suffer from that are these people who decided they're going to take this on but do it legally. And they have to, they're going to, again, have to operate under very strict guidelines. Mm -hmm. So that's the question. If you're going to keep on with an illegal pot purchase, after it becomes legal, why do that? Mm -hmm. Why do? Why do? Well, it's because it's more of a social thing. It's, I go there, we have coffee, walk through the garden, have fires. It's a fun thing to do. It's more of a social. They're friends. You know where it comes from. You know how it's grown, and you know what goes into it. We were making a joke about how, like, the classic bro, bud, bud, dealer, buddy boy who wants to hang out a little bit too long. But you're saying that that is actually a thing for you. Well, yeah, mine is a friend of mine, and it's been a friend of mine for over 20 years. Oh. Yeah, and I don't think the government's going to have any, you know, special experience packages like that <laughs> no, that you can e buy not at even a dispensary. Yeah, be like, oh, have a gram. And then also, can you go for coffee with me? Can we, like, chat about life a little well, bit? That's like, yeah, exactly. It's more of a personal thing. The reason why they've got one-third of the people who are not going to be buying pot is because they're growing it in our own basement. Ah. That makes sense, right? Oh. You're going to be allowed to have a bunch of plants. Yeah, no. I don't know the rules around growing your own. I think it's like you have a, there's a limit of the amount that you're allowed to grow. Yeah. Hello? How's that, Yvonne? Yeah. Hi, uh, it's uh, Victoria Police Department calling about a text message you sent recently. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Good one. That was Jenny's idea, okay? Yeah. She's me, not me. You, you have a voice that is very recognizable. <laughs> hey, like, it's the police, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Um, Yvonne, no, but really, uh, why won't you buy a pot legally? Well, like I texted you because it's the government wants to make more money than one needs to pay. So you'd rather give the money to someone who's just doing it themselves than the government? You think it's just going to be too expensive when it's legal? Most likely, because even right now in the dispensaries, it's more expensive than it is if you have friends. Right. right. That's interesting because your response was the one we got most. Like most people who texted us said the exact same thing. It's just going to be way cheaper to keep on buying it from my guy.
Yeah, right, because, I mean, they don't charge you tax. The government will be charging you tax on top of an inflated price. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you figure it's going to be legal anyways. It's not like they're going to be cracking down. So why not? Why pay the extra? Technically, they say you're going to be able to grow your own anyway. So Right. Ron, you're making a lot of good points here, and I think mm-hmm. a third of Canadians completely agree with you. I bet they will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for texting in. My pleasure, Paul. Jenny, thank you. Thank you. Bye, Yvonne. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is uh, Casey from Washington State. Casey, yeah, I'm glad to talk to you, man, because you're the only American uh, who texted in with, you know, a little bit of uh, insight. You're a little bit ahead of us with your legalization, and you're also the only uh, drug dealer who texted in to us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I figured I could tell it to you guys because, you know, you're in Canada. Yeah. So, yeah, tell us your experience with uh, why people still come to you or what your challenge has been. So really only my close friends still come to me, but there I had those people that were like, oh, I'll still come, you know what I mean? I'll still come to you and buy through you, and then, you know, they're not there anymore. <laughs> and why do you reckon? Because we've all heard it's like, oh, it's going to just be way more expensive legally. We're cheaper. just going to keep going to our guy, but it's it's not that much more expensive, or what's the deal? No, it, it was originally, but then it got cheaper once, oh. you know, the big businesses figured out how to grow it fast and quicker. And better prices came down mm. yeah wow it's interesting to hear that it's it's just putting dealers out of business and it's it's going to be weird to see if that happens here in in canada as well yeah because no offense to you casey but like that was the promise for years and years of the legalization right is like we're going to take that tax money that would is just going or not coming in at all right this is something that people are buying that's not getting taxed and we're going to legalize it, and we're going to just shovel that tax money towards social services, schools, whatever, right? Yeah, and I love that idea. I wish I just would have had a better chunk of a pie, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm all for the entrepreneurial little guy like you. Are you out on a bike <laughs> with a backpack? <laughs> no. Aww. No, no, no. I drive. <laughs> Keep it up, Casey. Thanks for texting in, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. You guys have a good one. You, you too. Well. Bye. Bye. Some interesting research out of the University of Victoria. They have been identifying different patterns in cannabis youth. I think we're going to see a lot more of these studies coming out. Mm. But they've narrowed it down and uh, have identified five patterns of cannabis youth okay. uh, use. And we can kind of go through them all. Um, there are people who completely abstain from cannabis use. Yeah. Um, 27% of users in the study were occasional users who use a few times a, uh, a year uh, to a few times a month. Then there's the decreasers, which is at about 14%. So people who used it heavily in adolescence and then slowly stopped using it as the years go on. And then at 20%, uh, conversely to that is the increasers, people who started low and then increased rapidly to about once a week and then again, slowly decline. And uh, then... There's the final one. The final grouping. And that is just called... Chronic users. Good information Green. until we were stupid. Yeah, sorry the, about that. The but word. they put that in there. The word they, they put used chronic. The word chronic. Yeah, what are we, we supposed to not play Snoop Dogg? What do you, What do you expect from us? Come on.
play a bunch of bong noise, bong rip sound effects? What, what are we doing? What I, robots? Come on. So because the minimum wage is going up to $15 an hour, it was announced that our beloved Red Barn sandwiches and wraps will be raised in price starting tomorrow. This is hard news for us who love those winters. And today on the Afternoon Zone, I think what the real issue is here is the supply of sandwiches. And that's why I propose a $4.5 billion sandwich pipeline. And I know just the government who'll fund it. Great idea, Paul. Some interesting news today is that uh, the Miss America pageant is stopping the swimsuit portion of the pageant. They're just scrapping it entirely and they want it to be more inclusive to women of all sizes. And yeah, that was just announced today, which I am all for. And I always thought about this. I Mm. never understood how they had the focus of, you know, the social impact initiatives that the pageant members had, what they gave back to the community, their leadership, their talent, and, you know, how that makes an amazing ambassador for the country. It makes sense or for the world. Um, But then there was that mixed message where it's like, oh, but they also have to look good in a bikini Mm. to be taken seriously in that role. Mm. I just, I never understood that. And I always thought there was a gap there. Um, So I think that's great what they're doing. They're also um, including just female judges who, yeah, who won previous pageants as well. So no male judges on the board. Wow. Yeah. I feel like to your point there, (laughs) I feel like the gig's been up for a while. Right. You know, I feel like we all have understood for a long time now that this is stupid. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Why are we you still know? doing this? But that's that, that organization trying to cling to their tradition or whatever mm-hmm. have just been like, no, look it. It's more about the social initiatives. Yeah. It's more about what we do in the community. And, you know, it's like all the outreach that we do. Bikinis are fun too, but that's just one part of it. You know, it's like yeah. they really were trying to they were make that case. holding on to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you one thing. Remember, you know how I always talk about how uh, if we ever had to explain neckties to aliens, yeah. we would look so dumb, right? Because it's just like, how do you explain that? A little piece of dangly fabric? What's the point? What's the point? How would you explain that to an alien race? Get rid. Um, it's also how I feel about the pageants. Mm. If we had to explain that, you know, especially you really have to be careful about when you explained beauty pageants and when you explained dog shows. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. this is like... Very similar, actually. I'm trying to reckon <laughs> that in your brain. I was like, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, we uh, grade them on how they walk and how they look and if they look physically and aesthetically appealing to these certain characteristics. And the aliens would be like, sorry, is this the animals or the half of the human population again? I can't... Sorry, which one is this again? I'm confused. Yeah. We would not look so good to those aliens. No. Jen, I saw this uh, pretty ridiculous article from Teen Vogue. Oh, wow. What a great source. Teen Vogue. <laughs> is actually, Teen Vogue is actually catching some heat these days because a, a year or so ago, they put out this article, very ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was like, how do I get your best summer vagina? Uh, what exactly is a summer vagina? Well, this is exactly it. The experts then came out and were like, that's a, such a stupid <laughs> concept. Yeah. And not to mention, like, that's dumb. Mm. But then, like, again, these are like doctors and experts came out and were just like, all of the information in the actual article was misleading and straight up, like, medically wrong. Like, oh, gosh. Like, young girls who are reading this and thinking, like, oh, yeah, Teen Vogue, it's a magazine, it's in print. Yeah. This is good information. Yeah. 
they were actually getting like bad advice. Oh boy. Stuff that the doctors they say that they have to undo in the clinic every day because you know these girls are trusting this source, Teen Vogue. Oh. And it's all just bad, bad advice. Oh no, I feel like we need to do something about this. We need to put like the real information out there. Yeah, something like you know, like a PSA would be good. Okay, let's do it. Hi, I'm Jenny West prominent vagina owner operator. You know, there's a lot of false information going around these days about your vagina. And I don't want to add to it. I just want to point out a few important things. First off, the idea of a summer vagina as opposed to a vagina of any other season is incredibly stupid. Next, if you're unsure about the care or operation of your vag, there are many resources you can reach out to such as the Island Sexual Health Society or your own OBGYN. They'll have good information for you, such as the fact that summer heat and wet bathing suits do not cause vaginal panic attacks because those simply do not exist. And that the idea of bringing wet wipes on a hike for your vagina is not only a very bad idea, but it also reinforces the destructive and false idea that down there is dirty. Finally, and this goes for pretty much all aspects in life. Do not take any advice, medical or otherwise, from Teen Vogue. Hi, I'm Paul Lucino, vagina enthusiast. Oh, no, no, Paul, we're shutting that down. Uh, nope, no. that's not where we're going with this. Okay, okay. Get rid. Yeah, you're probably bye. right. Bye. Okay, bye, sorry. Paul Plastino, Jenny West. In the Afternoon Zone. This is the news on the PJ Party Podcast. Here's Jenny West. There is more opposition to the practice of horse-drawn carriages in Victoria. This time, the BC SPCA wrote a letter to council after a video was released online of two trolley horses shown falling and struggling to get up around Ogden Point last month. Uh, the BC SPCA recommends limiting the horse carriages to a safer park environment and allowing one horse and only allowing one horse carriages. The new recommendations from the SPCA will be received at council this Thursday. That sounds so reasonable. Right? In a park? Just get them off the streets from the, the other cars. It just seems a little dangerous. Yeah. Right? Beacon like Hill like, would be amazing. It's yeah, amazing there. Of course. That's like I, This is not shut it down forever. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, just in a park? That's, we'll see. Okay. I mean, that's, that's pretty reasonable. reasonable. Yeah. yeah. A woman in Kelowna, oh, this is a very weird story. Okay, so a woman in Kelowna had a, a devastating experience after she and her 21-year-old son were hit with a flood of human waste from the skies as they drove in their car. So Susan Allen says she and her son, Travis Swede, had just returned from having lunch with their mother when the filthy mass fell on their faces through the open sunroof. Mm -hmm. And she says the feces appeared to have fallen from a plane and airport officials have told her uh, that Transport Canada is looking into the incident to see where exactly it came from. Right. But what are the chances of you being in that exact spot? Horrifying. Yeah. Well, I'm so surprised that this is confirmation that, what, do planes actually do this? And do they do it on purpose? I don't think it was on purpose. I they wonder, said that it may have been like a valve monk funk, mu- malfunction uh, or something like that, but well, they're looking it, into it. If anything's going to break on a plane, I'm glad it's the poop valve and not oh. <laughs> anything else. But because I guess it makes sense, right? If you're out of the o- over the ocean or like over a mountain mm-hmm. range, let fly with the poop waste. Sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like a Kelowna? Yeah, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, no. It's unknown what sparked a major blaze at a vacant home in Oak Bay late last night. Fire crews were called to Beach Drive and Mount Joy Avenue to find the structure fully engulfed in flames. They don't believe anyone was in the house at the time of the fire, and one firefighter had to be taken to hospital for smoke inhalation. But you were on Reddit and said that people were released recently very interested in that house. Is that right? Yeah, I don't want to, you know, start any speculation. But I was on Reddit, uh, the Victoria, B.C. section, and it was a couple weeks ago where a thread started going on about what that house was doing because it was just a vacant house and it had been there for years. It turns out in 2013, uh, that house had a fire. And then since that fire, it's been vacant. They just never fixed it up. And then now this fire happened again. Wow. It's fully engulfed in flames. So again, not speculating. No, but just it's but just let interesting. me speculate that. <laughs> but no, it's true, right? It's just like yeah. I wonder if that thread garnered some interest, and someone's like, "What big house, just totally empty, I right down know. the Oak Bay? I'm gonna go hang out with that." Uh oh, knock my lantern over. Right? Yeah, something. They, there's no idea like how the fire started yet, so really? they're okay. still looking into that. Okay, Investigations are still going. And this is interesting. The health department officials are studying the possibility of putting health warnings directly on individual cigarettes. Uh, The federal health minister says she wants to lower the number of Canadians who smoke from 15% today to about 5% by 2035. Hmm. And the Canadian Cancer Society says even putting a single word like cancer on a cigarette is a good way to communicate with consumers. I don't know how much more we can do. I think everyone gets it at this point, right? Like... Smoking causes cancer. Is anyone not aware of this? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to help. But, I mean, we thought the same thing about the warnings on the packages, and it has, you know, decreased since then, I guess. that's where I think, like, if the scary mouth and all the cancer warnings on the package is not going to stop you, then do you think then when you go to the individual cigarette that just says cancer, that that's going to... Be what stops you from smoking? I don't know. I guess it's like, as you're putting in your mouth, you're going to see this big, like, block letter cancer. Right? Maybe that'll do something to your brain. I have no idea. Okay, cool. If Yeah, if there you go. If that's what it does, if it helps get that number down to 5%, go for it. Yeah, Whatever you think. Whatever. You know what they really ought to do, Jen? What is that? There should be like roving teams of people who just go out and squirt smokers in the face with a squirt gun. <laughs> if you really want to get people to stop, you just squirt them right, right? Stop it. Hey, don't do that. And then they can, they squirt you in the face and then they give you a pamphlet about cancer. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't need any more people, you know, approaching you on the streets. <laughs> Please don't approach. Yeah. Wildlife watching guides in BC managed to rescue a bear cub just in time after getting a call about a baby bear still snuggled next to its dead mother Mm. near Tofino last week. Co-owners of the Whale Center in Tofino say the cub was near death and hiding near the body of its dead mother when they rescued it in Ross Pass on Saturday. Uh, The North Island Wildlife Recovery Center is now looking after the cub until it can be released back into the wild in approximately 18 months. Thank you for that sound effect. <laughs> we broke into a big, strong roar like that. Oh, baby. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.